What is up, everybody? Welcome to Redeem Meditations. I am your host, Thomas Sandow. And for those of you that still listen to this show, um, after the last show, I appreciate you for hanging in there with me. Um, things got a little got a little emotional, and uh, and um, you know um, things I'm pretty passionate about, and uh, just had a lot of time to think about. I am in no way saying that that if if uh, you wish to further the kingdom of God through um, through uh, I guess um, through bashing uh bad theology especially on Instagram and reels that you're a bad person I do not think you're a bad person and I don't think you're a bad Christian or anything I think you're great and I think you're a brother and sister in Christ um, I, I do take an issue with what you're doing I do think you can do more productive things with your time rather than continue to kick a dead horse like that um but you know that's your choice what you have decided to do with your time um yeah so and so I was a little rushed um my family came in uh when I was finishing up the podcast and I didn't really get to I feel like communicate well on uh on the uh, on the last point I was making about the gospel of peace, um, uh, if I can sum it up, is it's very hard to preach a gospel of peace. Ooh, big thuds coming from upstairs. Um, it's very hard to preach a gospel of peace. When you're constantly waging war, it's hard to show that you are about a gospel of peace and love when you're constantly waging war with people. So, um, that's that. I think that's all I was trying to say with that. Um, I think because I don't do a lot of notes and yeah, I do preparation for these shows, but I don't have a set um, ske- schedule with it or a, a set um, reading that I'm going to do. It's all off the cuff um, and the outline is, is all in my head pretty much. But... Um, I think that allows me to sometimes come across a little harsher than, than I'm meaning to. Um, yeah, so with that being said, uh, those of you who didn't get your toes stepped on last week, uh, perhaps may want to curl, curl them up because uh, this week we're going to be talking about another heavy sub- subject, something I've been thinking about. A lot, and that is 
the anti-woke crew. Uh, we see a lot of this happening right right now. Uh, and, and, and these men have come up in response to something that was being done very bad, which is woke church, you know, the, which is another form of progressive church. You know, I was actually, when I started the show, going to do an episode called the re- re-emerging church <laughs> um the re-emerging church um um because basically i i just see that's all the woke church is is it's more humanism and it's more uh liberal theology and progressivism and things like that but so we know that the re or the the re the the emergent church was combated with something that a lot of us actually know about which is the young restless reform movement that was actually a response to what was arising in the church with men like rob rob bell and richard Rohr and um uh, the guy who did blue light jazz and stuff (laughs) um i don't remember any of those guys' names much anymore because they're kind of irrelevant right now (laughs) um much like a lot of yrr guys Uh, (laughs) sorry sorry i cracked myself up uh nefu's not here to laugh at at me or with me so I, i i gotta i gotta i gotta i gotta do it myself anyways so so just like with that move, movement, there was an there was a response and maybe an over response because we see what happened with the young restless reform. We see that a lot. Like I mean, what we have Kevin DeYoung. That was part of the young restless reform movement. That's still like going strong. That was one of the young restless and reformed. And, you know, has always been young, restless, reformed and orthodox, confessional and all that, you know, all those kind of things. Um, Yeah. So but we see a lot of the leaders with that have 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 crumbled and fell. Um, And that we. Yeah. So anyway, so we see this kind of equal response coming with a with a anti-woke crew and uh the, these are men um that 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 have that have arose and they're rightly calling out you know the crt stuff they're they're rightly calling out the um the the intersectionality the uh the plan b theology this this really uh, liberal theology stuff, but in that they're, they they bring with them some more baggage that 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 we don't know about because we're so focused on fo- like like looking at what they're saying and combating these things, we're not looking at the baggage that they're bringing in. We already know what the dirty baggage of the woke dudes are bring, bring, bringing in, but it's starting to unveil that this this weird stuff that's coming along and these weird thoughts that are coming along with the anti woke crew. 
And one of the things that the anti-woke crew has kind of aligned itself with is that the pastors and preachers inside of the anti-woke crew aren't aligning themselves as ministers of the gospel and shepherders and shepherds of people's hearts and ministers of the word. They're aligning themselves with a political movement. And politics become more of a preaching subject than what script, 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 scripture ha- has to say. And we only want to talk, talk about the things that scripture has to say when it talks about these political things. And so we do a very wrong thing and we start politicizing spiritual things. Like... One of the grossest things that we've done is we, we, we politicized abortion. Abortion is a biblical thing. It is a spiritual thing. And we politicized it because we thought we could get the higher ground with, with it. Now, I rejoice just like everybody else did when Roe... Okay, may, maybe Tim Keller really didn't when, when this happened. But when Roe versus Wade got, got, got overturned. Okay. That was a win for us. And it should, however, the the celebration of that should not be preached from the pulpit. And it should be preached from the pulpit that of the evils of, of abortion. However, telling people that they need to go riot or not riot, um, <laughs> uh, protest, that's pretty much what we call a, a riot now, right? A protest, um, that we don't, that, that we need to go protest in front of, of Planned Parenthood, or we need to, you know, because we're against it, then you need to go help at a crisis pregnancy center. Um, scripture doesn't command us to do that. If you want to go ahead and do, do 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 that, that's all right and good. That's all right and good to do do that. However, that needs to stay out of the pulpit. The minister's job as the preacher is to preach the word of God. So preach the evils of abortion and even say that it needs to be abolished. But we need to be very care, care, careful on how we say we need to do 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 things. You need to be very careful about because if you're telling everybody else that they need to go help at crisis pregnancy centers and be giving o- over here, and you're not doing that, that looks weird. Um. So. Right. Um. So these men have decided to align themselves more with with politics rather than expositional pre 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 preaching and just preaching the word of God. And they've also adopted and we've seen a re um a rediscovery 
of, of something that I don't think we fully understand. And it's a bit of a post-mill theonomic kind of work. Um, and creating a in creating a Christian nation and thing, things like that. And we've even tried to palette the words uh, Christian nationalism um, better than what, what, what it is. I still remember when we were all saying, you, you know, we were all agreeing with, with the progressive people that, yes, Christian nationalism is bad. And the same people that are saying Christian na- nationalism is bad, now they want to redefine it. They feel like they need to redeem it. And this is part of a theonomic idea. This is part, it's a little bit, leaks into a little bit of dominion theology. If you know some of the stuff that happens, especially with charismatic churches, they believe in something called dominion theology that, that they need that that Christians need, need, need to infiltrate and get inside of all these dominions of culture, the politics and music and media and all this stuff so we can control it, so we can just make it all Christian stuff and then soon enough you'll have a Christendom and guess what? Jesus will want to come back after that. He's kind of a mop-up crew. You know, He, uh, we do all the heavy lifting as the church. And Jesus just kind of comes in and does all our easy mop-up work. And that's a scary thought. Especially for a Baptist. Okay? Especially for a Baptist. A Baptist should be scared of Christendom. Because the last time a Baptist was in Christendom, they were getting thrown in prison. They weren't allowed to preach. They were being executed. The Christians should see themselves as citizens of two two nations, two kingdoms. Whatever our earthly citizenship is, but primarily, as Peter says, we're aliens in this in this citizenship that we we now we have this citizenship but 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 we're we're immigrants we're wanderers because our citizenship ultimately belongs to an everlasting kingdom the kingdom of god and christ yes does reign both of these kingdoms but he does so in different ways and we need not to try to make it so that Christ rules both kingdoms in the exact same same way. I, I don't see that in scripture. You know, I, I saw a thing on, on Instagram that had a guy, it was the, the, the change my mind thing of all the, had the guy with the... the you know that all the every single book of the Bible says everything about the, the uh, theonomy. Change my mind. Um, yeah, uh, Jesus said his kingdom is not of this earth. 
in, in he, 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 Hebrews, I'm, I'm sorry, this is the only uh, scripture that I got, but I also believe this is the only scripture that I need. Um, there are more that speak to this, but quite frankly, I, I think this says it clear enough that in Hebrews 13, 14, for here, in this earth here we have no lasting city but we seek a city that is to come we seek and long for the kingdom of god that is to come and 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 yes the god is putting the enemy his enemies under his feet and he's doing that through conversion through every person that is con- con- converted through every heart of stone that is hostile and hates the word of God and hates everything God is about and wants to glorify himself and God takes that heart and takes it out of him and turns him into flesh and gives him a new birth And that enemy is put under his feet. That's the conquering that we do as New Testament Christians. We are not Joshua going out and and taking the land by conquest. No, we're taking the land by conversion. By preaching the gospel of peace. The gospel of mercy. It is not good news. To be militant. And and th- this is one of my biggest fears of when we, we start talking about theonomy and t- dominion theology and, and, and we start aligning ourselves with politics more than we do the word of God, that we start using the word, word, word of God to support our politics and then soon enough we're starting wars and we have Christian resistances. that's not good God has not given the church an authority to swing the sword let me ask you this has there been any time Christendom actually worked out we have the first Christendom or not Christendom in Rome and we know how that worked out Then we had a very small Christendom in Geneva. And Calvin killed a heretic. Now, whether he wanted to or not, he still did it. You know, uh, Servetus was burned at the stake. And Calvin pleaded for him to be beheaded, not to be saved, but to be beheaded so it was quicker. church should not be killing heretics. If we kill all the heretics, then then who who are we going to, to, to... Who is there to convert? Who are we to preach the good news to? When it, when, when it, praying for their conversion and loving them and being a good witness to them be better? Than just ending their lives? 
or beating them or throwing them in prison? Because I'm telling you, once you kill all the heretics and all the heretics are gone, then you go looking for heresies. And then all of a sudden, if your denomination does not line up and align with what I think things should be and my orthodoxy is, well then all of a sudden, that denomination is now a heretic. That denomination is now heresy. That's exactly what happened with the Presbyterians and Baptists and the Congregationalists for that matter in England during the reign of the Church of England. That didn't end up well. You see, the, 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 the government is given the right to protect and, and serve out as a deacon of God. Just as the church is, but they're done in different ways. God rules through government in his common grace. And then he rules in the church through his special revealed grace. And then us as as two age so so sojourners. Oh man, yes, I used the name of a podcast. That's a very good podcast, by by the way. Everybody go listen to that podcast. Hopefully Mike doesn't get upset for with, with me because I didn't ask him permission to use two age sojourners. Um, but I actually believe that as a Meredith Klein <laughs> um, 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 phrase before it was his podcast show. But because we are we are the citizens in, in two kingdoms. This actually frees us up to make to, to, to make better decisions or to, to make our own decisions and to not get caught up in the weirdness of things. Um, if we look at what the anti-woke crew wants to do in trying to infiltrate politics and take take over politics, um, especially with this theonomic stuff. Um, and and I, I'm going to be honest, I have no idea how you can be anything but post-mill and be theonomic. And, and I don't see how that works with Amil. It definitely does not work with with uh, pre 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 mill. <laughs> um, I, I if if you have ideas on how that that will work, that'd be an awesome talking point. Go ahead and just message the show's Instagram. I'd love to have that conversation. Sounds like a fun one. Um. um all right. For some reason, I keep getting a boom in my. Uh, in my headphones, maybe I'm just making it up. Maybe, maybe I need to sleep more. But <laughs> here's the thing: what theonomy and reconstructionism and all this different stuff 
what it seeks out to do is the ex- very exact same thing that the woke people want to do. The woke people believe that if they change the laws in this liberal progressive way, then that'll win the hearts of man and it'll make them treat 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 people better and you know they'll they'll believe the gospel. What theonomy, theonomist, and um, I'm not saying every post mill, but reconstructionist post mill, um, and some of these guys that are aligning very politically are trying to do, um, and this this little bit of nationalism stuff that's starting to show up. What they seek out to do is to change the laws to make people more moral so that it may change the heart of man and that they would be reconciled with God. In nowhere in those theologies are we needing the intervention and the grace of Christ to change our hearts. Both these these sets of people that are at complete opposites have want the same thing and they want to change the heart of man by changing the rules around them. And I'm sorry, we had an old, whole Old Testament showing us that we can't obey the law and that even if we do obey the law, we can't do it well enough to change our hearts And if you believe that, then you have the same syndrome that the rich young ruler did. I've kept all these laws since I was a boy. It's a lie. And you know what? If you're so self-righteous, like that is, like that saying is, that you you believe that you've kept every jot and tittle of the law since you were a child then then you will receive no gospel Jesus did not give that man the gospel in in there because he was so self-righteous Jesus gave him work to do. Jesus did not offer him rest. Jesus gave him more work to do. Because that's all that law does is heap more and more work upon us. But what the gospel offers us is grace and rest from our work. Knowing that we will never be good enough and that we need a mediator to do the work for us. To change our hearts for us. 
I, I want to caution every single one of you that that just because these guys are saying the things that we agree with when it comes to woke things, okay, that that they're combating that, that we actually take a look and think critically about the other areas that they're talking about. And if these men and these organizations are actually preaching Christ or are they preaching politics from their Bible? And if they're preaching politics from their Bible, I urge you to turn them off and find somebody who's preaching Christ from his Bible, that's preaching the gospel and rest and salvation through Christ alone, from his Bible. I think, uh, I think you guys have heard me, uh, have heard, heard me ramble on quite, quite enough about this. And like I said, I, I, um, I mean, this is more of a cold cultural talk thing, so not a lot of exegetical stuff, but I just want to encourage every listener, every listener, with this verse again, Hebrews 13, 14. For we have no lasting, we here have no lasting city, but we seek a city that is to come. Christians, seek that city, long for it. Yes, be involved with politics. Try to change, change, change things as the word of God directs you to and as the Holy Spirit leads you. But do not put your hope in this city that will crumble that will not be there look towards a greater city look towards a greater more glorious kingdom where Jesus reigns long for that kingdom beloved hope to have you guys join me next week That's all I got for you.